Iowa everywhere. From the Channel Seed Studios. Studios. Welcome to The Hook. A look behind the lines with Mike Palm and Ken Miller. Powered by Circus Sports Iowa. Sports betting the way it should be. This is Iowa Everywhere. Channel Seed. Seedsmanship at work. And hello again, everyone, and welcome to another edition of The Hook. My name's Ken Miller from Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. My partner is Mike Palm, the Vice President of Operations at Circa. The Masters is ongoing. Boy, if you ever need uh, an example of where to bet and the prices you're going to do and shopping around for the best one, the Masters and all golf, quite honestly, uh, is a perfect example of some of the discrepancies, disparities when it comes to the different prices out there uh, prior to the first tee being put in the ground and we are one day into the masters tournament we'll get into that we'll recap both men's and women's tournaments take a look at the mlb after a week and wouldn't be an episode of the hook if we don't sneak a little hockey into the conversation how are you mike palm uh, well it was a whirlwind really uh with everything happening with the tournaments and opening day of baseball and and then the women's really taking storm with iowa winning against south carolina and you breathe for a couple days of course the women's stories don't stop every day there's something new there yeah and now opening day of masters so there's really really no breaks in the schedule no, there really isn't. Baseball's ongoing. The NBA, their playoffs will start soon. Likewise, the NHL, I think their regular season ends a week from tonight. We've got a big game in hockey tonight, the Bruins and the Maple Leafs. Those two maybe will see each other uh, in the second round of the playoffs. But let's start with the tournaments and ladies first, Mike. I want to ask you this before we kind of delve into it a little bit. Uh, we have certainly seen an uptick in, in interest. Uh, I mean, you can't get enough of Caitlin Clark, can't talk enough about her. Did the betting reflect an uptick in the women's game have you noticed it ticking upward the last couple of years and was this year as big as it's been well yeah ticking but then this was this was you know off the charts uh with the interest and it and it really had to do with the national stage and in iowa you know kenny pe- people didn't want to say this i said this when they were able to win the regional this was texas western 60 years later, yeah. the reverse. It really was with really essentially eight white girls and a white head coach going in here and, and doing something that a team uh, of that background hadn't done. And then they slay the dragon, the defending national champs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and then you get a key element in this is that the final was shown on ABC, not just sure. the yeah. That's very important. And they and they moved it up early enough. Remember, these women's games used to be four o'clock Pacific, mm-hmm. meaning 7 p.m. Eastern on Sunday nights. Right. They moved this game up so that it played at 3.30 Eastern time on Sunday afternoon. Yep. Set on its own stage. And I mean, the ratings between the, the two, the last two Iowa women's games, the Friday night in Seattle and then I'm uh, sorry, the Friday night in Dallas and then the and Sunday afternoon in Dallas drew more viewers than the men's national championship game. If you add the two games, more than the Orange Bowl, more than I mean, it's any Thursday night football game. Yep. drew more than all of that. Um, I, I think there's some storylines here that are, are not really reported. First of all, Dawn Staley on Friday night is one of the worst coaching jobs Terrible. of any sport of any gender on any stage I've ever seen in my life. Yep. Uh, and I think the biggest winner of this weekend is Lisa Bluter. 
not Caitlin Clark, not Angel Reese, not Kim Mulkey, who certainly goes on the Mount Rushmore of the girls' college coaches now. Yeah. Um, but Lisa Bluter with the game plan on, on Friday. Friday night. And then I thought she showed a lot of class on Sunday because the story of Sunday wasn't Angel Reese in the last 90 seconds. The story on Sunday was the incredibly poor, inexplicable officiating job that occurred. Mm-hmm. And I'm not just talking, the technical is aberrant. I mean, the right. technical is unforgivable with all that Mulkey did. But yep. getting everybody's top players in foul trouble, when the women's game finally had the biggest stage of all time by a factor of 10, mm-hmm. to do that, it doesn't matter if you were an LSU fan, an Iowa fan, if you did, ever watched girls basketball, it really robbed that game. Nobody was beating LSU on that day. When you shoot like that from the outside and your bigs are quick, they're not going to beat them. I, nope. Clark had 50. They weren't going to beat LSU on that day because mm-hmm. LSU was going to score 90. But uh, I, I hate that the officiating was, to me, the lead story of the game. It was, Mike. You're 100% right. And the, the fact that they would not let Lisa Bluter get, have a conversation with her, that came out after the game. Kim Mulkey's right. running out on the floor. She's grabbing officials. She's running into officials. No technical call there. But I think it's a respect factor, and I couldn't agree with you more, that Lisa Bluter was one of the bigger stories of this tournament, particular what she did on, uh, on Friday night. Here's what we need to see going forward. And I get it that we're all football crazy when November rolls around, right? College football is coming down the stretch. NFL is, you know, we got starting to figure things out. We got a couple of uh, probably, I don't know, eight weeks or so left in the regular season. If LSU and Iowa don't get put together in some event, whether that takes the place of Michigan State and Gonzaga on the ship in San Diego, Uh, to lift the curtain on women's basketball if there's not a Thanksgiving tournament, a Madison Square Garden opportunity. These two teams need to play again. Yeah, I like your Madison Square Garden idea, Kenny, to put a Metameca there. And the transfer portal will be very interesting for Bluter now because I think you're going to have a lot of people wanting, just like they want to go to Notre Dame to play with Hartman, that want to play with Caitlin, the center from DePaul, just entered the portal. I mean, I don't you know, she can put together a pretty great team here and make another run. Uh, you know, the other thing that strikes me from the thought from the women's tournament is if the NBA had the same rules as the WNBA and you had to be 21 or you had to yeah. go through the, how much different would the men's college game be too? I mean, mm-hmm. it's, you know, UConn had a great run, but these teams are also diluted with one and two year players. Yeah. It's, it's unfortunate. You're hundred percent right. Uh, Caitlin Clark, I'd love to, if you could buy stock in athletes, I would have spent all my money and bought stock in her. Can you imagine the NIL that's coming her way, not only on the floor, but how she handles herself uh, off the floor. People wanted to make this Reese versus Clark. Caitlin answered every question and did so um, in, in, with class. She did. She said all the right things. She said she wasn't focused on Reese. She was in the moment. You know, the LSU players did not come over to the handshake line. Finally, the coaches did. Yeah. The players did. I mean, it was ridiculous. Uh, and they had so much animosity. And 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 you can't say Reese is all oh, because they disrespected our SEC yeah, fellow on. players by sagging off and doubling them. Oh, come on. That's so much nonsense. Right. That's really so much nonsense. And I don't think it's all about jealousy of media attention either. I think there's a lot of racial issues here, Kenny, that definitely come to the forefront. And this is a microcosm of our society and why there was so much interest in this game again. Well, people watched it. They've come to the game. And now uh, now, uh, uh, women's college sports has an opportunity to take advantage and capitalize. Do you think Clark can propel the WNBA? I mean, the WNBA has been playing in front of 500 people for 25 years. Mm -hmm. Can she lift that when she leaves Iowa? 
is she going to be a big enough personality to lift the WNBA? I, 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 I don't know about that. See, I don't know. You're in a you're in a WNBA city. I know that the yep. uh, the Aces play in the Mandalay Bay, right? That's that's their home. Yeah, uh, and he gets so, seven hundred people. I mean, right, right. I'll say this: when she travels around the Big Ten schools, um, I was stop selling season tickets. Did you see that? There's such a yep. demand at Carver for this coming season. They've stopped because they don't know what to do at this point. It's fascinating. It's phenomenal, uh, and it, and it's fun to watch. So he, let's move over to the men. How did we miss UConn? How were we? UConn dominated in this tournament, yet, yeah, they were getting a little bit of love going into the tournament, but they weren't, oh, you have to bet UConn, they can't lose. I think they were underseeded as a four. I mean, Marquette was a two. They were all, all those biggie schools were, you know, a hair apart. Mm -hmm. Um, They were ranked second in the country after they went out to Portland and killed everybody, including Iowa State. 60 to one preseason, they were down to 20 to one. You know, and then they, they went into that swoon at the start of the conference season. But, I mean, nobody touched them here. This is as dominant run as I ever remember. I mean, Carolina in 09, I think the closest game was 12. This was even more impressive. And these games yeah. were 24, 17, 19. San Diego State's run to cut it to eight was actually the closest anybody came yeah. in the second half to them. Mm-hmm. But you know what we met, I missed, and I'm so upset? My friend who bets offshore too is a professional better, bet two hundred thousand to win fifty on UConn and the, and he and he said he was going to. If it was San Diego State UConn, he was gonna bet whatever they let him. He wanted to bet five hundred thousand, he bet two hundred. The parlay of LSU and UConn in the two championship games. Oh you could have taken plus one fifty and laid seven. You could have taken three and a half and taken the money line. You could have played this so many different ways and never really had to sweat it. No, because LSU, I mean, uh, that game wasn't, I think it was early, like 4 2 or something. Three and a half point favorite. That's ridiculous. Yeah. If they're a 12 point dog to South Carolina, they can't be favored in the title game. No. I mean, this was the emotion of people betting mm-hmm. Iowa, too, mm-hmm. right? And we opened at one and a half, went to three and a half. I, I was I surprised we opened at one and a half. I'd have made it LSU, too. Well, um, two, two phenomenal. So with the college season has come and gone uh, as we move on. So Masters play for you. What, yeah. um, what was the pre- pre-tournament? Um, we saw some of the numbers out there. Were you surprised at any of them? Did anybody take an inordinate amount of action that caused you? Why is everybody betting this guy? No. Uh, no. Um, I, I'm going to pull up our updated sheet. Uh, of course, Tigers. The, the, the if right. he wins it, we lose two and a half million. Well, come on. I mean, you know, he's not <laughs> he's not winning it. Right. Um, Bennett is a million dollar loser to us. That's the uh, amateur. Yeah. Tiger two point four million. Um, and then, well, they're betting Freddie Couples now. Obviously, after the first yeah. round, we'd lose eight hundred if he won. I wish there. I, I love Freddie Couples. I, I wonder After if there was 36 a holes to make the cut or not. Right. Yeah. Because he'd have been a big plus. He can't win the tournament. I mean, he's no. not going to, he's not going to win the tournament. Um, those are the only ones. Woodlands 269, Kepka 241. Uh, Rom is by far the best result. He's like 400,000. I think we're at 3 million in right now between the three States. Jeez. I mean, it's just phenomenal. Uh, and you know, they'll just keep reloading, rebetting the posted numbers and, mm-hmm. and then rebetting the matchups as they come up each day as well. So what is the second biggest day? Obviously I have to assume maybe I'm wrong that, that, that there'll be a bigger right prior to the tournament. Is it Friday into Saturday once the cut comes? Yeah, it's the second biggest day now will be tomorrow or from tonight till tomorrow. Okay. Betting, because okay. you still have more matchups, right? And oh, then sure, the matchups sure. whittle once you get to the cut. 
And and then people are less likely to bet people on Saturday to win the tournament, obviously, if that are further out of it, uh, where you still have people taking shots with the 54 holes left. So, yeah, this this afternoon until tomorrow morning is is the next biggest volume. Would it help? And I don't know if this is going to be the case leading up to the tournament. There was a lot of there's no way they're going to play Saturday for the first time since I think 1982. They're going to decide the champion on yeah. Monday. Does that help or, does, or is it a non-factor? I don't think it's really a factor, although people might be a little wary to to repop after tomorrow to just to wait to see what the weather does and how mm-hmm. it affects it. It's going to start being bad tomorrow, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but the real severe stuff on Saturday. Should you be looking for early tee times tomorrow in matchups? I I, I, I think that's a factor, and that's probably going to be built into the prices. Okay. Uh, yeah. and, and you're going to try to match up people as much as you can by tee times, right? Because mm-hmm. it's, it's tough tough to get more than three tee times away with the weather factor. Uh, Chris had uh, Jeff Benson on uh, on one of his Iowa Everywhere uh, podcasts uh, a couple of days ago. How do you guys do it, Mike? How are you guys I mean, able to price it in in a way that no one can come close to Circa. We when they teed off this morning, the, t- the hold was twelve percent on the winners on the win. Remarkable! Pool. It is really remarkable, and you know that's why the odds in some places are forty five to one on some guys, and we're at one hundred and ten to one. I mean, it's right. not even close because they're holding thirty two percent, thirty percent. Some places thirty six percent. We're at twelve. How would you ever make a golf bet anywhere else? You know, we can't be all things to all people. We don't want to have a big draft menu, and we haven't grown enough to have a great in-game menu yet, as robust as we want. But we're really, really good at golf, and we're good at futures. No, you are, and you mentioned the draft, and it's coming. And I know that uh, uh, you're almost kicking and screaming. You hang some things up on the board. What's the reason behind it? It's just too many people know which way somebody's going, our team's going? all this, this nonsense now. With the kid from Ohio State was minus four dollars, and now you know Mortensen sends out a, yeah. a report, and now yeah, Stroud, and 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 now the kid from Alabama is minus two dollars, and now DraftKings took it off the board. I mean, all you're going to do is get hammered at the plus two dollars on both sides. Mm-hmm. How do you win? Yeah. Why would you ever lay a, a minus price in this kind of stuff? Yeah, it does seem like it's free money for the betters, doesn't it? It's it's really you just lose lose. It's sure you try to mitigate your loss by offering less. Yeah. I think that's the way to go about it. Well, let's talk uh, before we get into hockey. Um, let, let's talk a little bit about baseball. We're a week into it. Who's caught your eye? Uh, the Braves look awful darn good. Aren't they, they good? So I'm watching Snell tonight, and I bet Strider. And I said this morning when I went on Follow the Money, you have to bet Strider today. Whether you you want to just lay the price, lay one sixty five, or do you hook him up with Gaussman? Do you hook him up with Freeland? Do you hook, you know? Do you hook him up? Gaussman was the play. Yeah. Is there? Any pitcher on the Padres staff that's better than any pitcher on the Braves staff? I asked myself that question today. You Darvish when he's on, maybe. Uh, it's hanging slider after hanging slider. He's not their ace. Lugo's looked the best of anybody so far, stretching him out to a starter. Mm-hmm. This Braves team, I said at minus 120 to start the year to win the East was too cheap of a price when you got him at 97 wins. But everybody's, oh, the Mets and the Phillies are good. No, this no, could be a runaway. This could be the is. biggest runaway division there is. They just wow. look really good right now to me. Biggest runaway division might be the Braves. Yeah, I mean, it ain't, I, the, it ain't the American League East. It ain't the national. It ain't the it ain't the Central. Uh, nope. And in the way the Central and the, and the National League starting, it, it doesn't look like it because the Cardinals are struggling out of the gate. The Brewers and, off uh, to a great start. Yeah, it, it, the Angels might be better than we thought. Mm-hmm. The Angels' rotation might be a little better than we thought. Maybe they. Can, I hope for Shohei's sake they're competitive. Yeah, right? I do too. I, mean, I I just hope so. 
We'll see. But the Braves, obviously, the Rays are undefeated. They've got one of the easiest schedules in the first month That's I've ever just seen them. It. The only series they play is against Toronto. They right. play all the, the bottom fourth of teams all the rest of the way. I mean, you still got to win the games. And in baseball, you got to play a lot of them. But the schedule is incredibly easy. Mitch Moss made a bet most wins in April. I wish I would have listened to him um, because their schedule is incredible. And it was 14 to 1 for the Rays wow. to have the most wins in April. And you guys put that up. Yes. Yeah. And I, and I and I looked and I, I didn't pay enough attention to their schedule. I, I just I was lazy. So and what you're saying is you got to look at the, how the schedule matches up for everybody. And and uh, obviously yeah. Tampa Bay's taking advantage of that. Yep. They sure have. I- interesting. Who's disappointing so far? Cardinals? Cardinals. I didn't like what Marmol. I mean, did he need to make yeah. such a big deal out of that? O'Neill's no. a slow guy. He's all muscle. He's not yep. a quick twitch guy. He's slow anyhow. I didn't really think there'd be a play at the plate watching it in live. Mm-hmm. They threw him out. Okay, so don't send him out into the field. But to make such a public display of it and all the standards, and then it's not like the guy dogged a ball that was hit over his head and let somebody have a triple instead of a double. I mean, it's, right. he's running. He's trying to get home. There's yep. two outs. Did he yep. get the greatest jump? No. You know, and then O'Neill says this could have been said behind closed doors. I kind of agree with him. Yeah, that uh, that doesn't bode well for Marmol, I think, when your player <laughs> oh. says that thing. Uh, Mariners, I know that they just saw the Angels. I watched the uh, Otani start uh, yesterday. Yeah. Uh, Mariners off to a disappointing start for you? A little bit, but it's early. Otani, look, Otani looked horrible yesterday. Mm-hmm. He couldn't great. strike. He was on the hook in the first, the second. I didn't think he'd get out of the third, but he rebounded to win. Something, though, he cannot throw 110 pitches in six innings. No. He's got to pitch to contact more. You yep. can't try to strike everybody out. Okay? He's got to learn that. If deep he's going to go long haul and pitch yep. every six days this year. Yeah, deep in counts, yep. not going to get yep. it done. Uh, what do you think of my Blue Jays? I still love them. I still think that, that they're one of the best teams, and I'm not a. Uh, I'm glad Manoa bounced back. He looked horrible. He had no pop on the ball in St. Louis at all. No. no feel for his breaking ball, and he was just a sitting duck. Now, obviously, you know, Kansas City doesn't hit the ball that well, but he looked a lot better. Um, Barrios is still Barrios. He, he gets, they, he's got to figure it out or get him out of the rotation. I agree. I agree. Uh, Kikuchi looked good. Give up better. The yep. that was it. He looked a lot better. Yep. Uh, and I think Gaussman's going to be terrific. He'll yep. be in the Cy Young conversation. Um, so I, I love the lineup. I think yeah. the team is there at the end. I, I really do. Uh, Luis Castillo, who I like for the Mariners, he's off to a good start. I think that was a good bet. He's he's thrown himself into the ring, and he's going on a team that's going to win games, not like the Reds mm-hmm. so are going to be out of it. He won't have to worry about being traded like he was every year in Cincinnati. Right. Yeah. He could have a great he could have a great year with the shackles off. You know, I, I think he will. When um, when will you start looking to add to your futures when it comes to Cy Youngs or home mid, runs? Mid May, mid May, that late, early mid May. Yeah, I won't yeah. do too much stuff. This Framber, his second start every year, he plays a bad team and loses. He did it last year against Arizona. I just. I get for it, but I love this Otani ticket, especially if the Angels keep contact. Because mm-hmm. if they don't, there's a real fear if they if 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 he leaves, it's going to be to the National League. So Probably he will cross town. Dodgers. Well, wait, Dodgers, Giants, or or Mets. Those are the three landing spots, and they're all in the National League. But so no I Padres. I, I yeah, I'm sorry, Padres as well. I I, I hope they keep contact. Right yeah. with the field, and they're Stay in a playoff close. position, so he can finish the year. The guy is the guy is incredible. The guy, his stuff is unreal. He throws effortlessly. There's sharp snap on his breaking ball. I don't like, you know, there's some things I don't like about him, but the, he's an incredible talent, and I never miss a start. 
I never miss. He's must see. It's like when Fernando came up to me. I never missed a Fernando start. Appointment TV. Let's talk hockey in our final couple of minutes here. We're a week away from the regular season. Uh, The Jets are probably not going to make the playoffs. Had a big chance last night. Didn't get it done. They got the lead there. Again, yeah, one nothing. To, they had to win that game. Had to. They had to win the game. Yeah. Uh, so the Las Vegas Golden Knights are going to have more points than anybody in the West, which I think you is think so? sneaking up on some people. Do you think so? They got to win tonight, or they might not be at home in the first round. The Kings and Oilers might pass them. This is a huge mm-hmm. game tonight, and it's a pick 'em. Um, mm-hmm. I just don't like Brassant. You know, he was with you in Winnipeg. Yeah, Laurent. Yep. Laurent Brassant. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I don't care for him. I don't think he's a top tier goalie. He was a backup for many years for a reason. That's right. He's not the answer. If Logan Thompson isn't back, forget about it. Quick could give up eight goals on any night. Um, they, 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 I'd rather them play this Yuri, this young Eastern European kid, than 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 to play Brassant or Quick. I think they're in trouble with no Thompson. I'm going to tell you if Skinner gives them any kind of goaltending in the net, mm-hmm. Edmonton is the best team. In, I'm convinced Edmonton is the best team in the West. Better than Colorado. Yeah, better than Colorado. Mm -hmm. Because I don't think Georgiev is good enough to to put it on his back if they don't score three or four goals a game. Mm -hmm. Trent keeps asking me, why aren't the the Minnesota Wild getting more love? I think he makes a good point. Because Kaprizov's coming back Tuesday. Here's why. It's because I think they platoon Flurry in the playoffs. If he would make the decision just to go to Gufsuson, they'll be a really tough out. Mm-hmm. But if you get to see Flurry two or three times, I can't back them. Does it matter who comes out of the West? I, I so I advise so I said I had to bet Edmonton to win the West. I can't bet them to win the Cup. The East is so darn good. I mean, mm-hmm. even Toronto. That's a great game in Boston tonight. Yeah. Toronto is good. I don't think Tampa's there. I don't. I think Vasilevsky's taking a step off. But I think you have four legitimate teams in the East. Now, I know Carolina, we're, we're down on them, but I still would include Carolina, the Rangers, yep. Boston, and Toronto. I agree. As having an advantage over anybody coming out of the West. Yep, I'm with you. No Devils, too young yet? Too young and goaltending too inexperienced. I don't mm-hmm. think it's their year yet. I love Lindy Ruff. I just don't think it's their year yet. Yeah, I'm with you. Well, this time next week, we'll be talking playoffs. We'll talk with you on the radio tomorrow yeah. uh, at uh, 1230 hour time. Uh, we'll do this again next week. Thank you, Mike Palm from Circa, uh, Vice President of Operations at Circa Sports. I'm Ken Milner. That's uh, Mike Palm uh, on Iowa Everywhere. Another episode of The Hook. We'll see you next time. Thanks for being with us. Iowa Everywhere.